1: provide valuable goals-based advice using simple-to-use online client data collection tools, have values and goals discussions, conduct live modelling, produce file notes, strategy papers, SOAs, and automate compliance.
0: Welcome back to the XY Advisor Podcast. I'm Fraser Jack, and we are finalizing our six-part series today on talking to all things about clients' based uh, clients goals-based and values-based uh, financial planning. So uh, today we are sort of wrapping the series up and we're looking at also that sort of that end of the review process, um, uh, what happens next with clients, and also t- touching on the idea around um, transitioning clients who are not traditionally in the goals-based world over to a goals-based world. As always, kicking off our series, Naomi, welcome.
1: Thanks, Fraser. Good to be back
0: fantastic now uh, let's talk about uh, your you sort of mentioned some of the um, the process previously with regards to existing clients and having those uh, those goals-based conversations and tracking we went through the motivational uh, side of all those sorts of things but tell us about your is there any other part of your review process that sort of um, uh, with regards to the you know the ongoing advice and the in the, the fact that we want these clients here for the long term
1: yeah look um, I I think that Yeah, we're very structured, as I mentioned in the, in the last episode around how we actually approach that annual review process. Um, and, and so from a business perspective, you know, particularly now, you know, with the ongoing fee disclosure obligations, um, you know, you, you've got to have a very structured, business model uh and very scalable business model really to be able to incorporate um what's required to provide and deliver to the client on an ongoing basis
0: now you mentioned um uh, structure being the key there for scale how have you managed to do that because obviously scale is a very difficult thing when you want to um when you want to make sure you've got happy clients and and that can often mean you know high touch uh what, what are your thoughts on scaling for financial advice
1: yeah, look, it's about having the right tools in the business to be able to do that. So the back end systems that you're utilizing and then the client engagement tools that you're using. Uh, you, you know, I think that prior to, um, the COVID pandemic breaking out um, last year, we, we'd implemented uh, an online tool that we hadn't really kind of tapped into and hadn't really started rolling out. And then of course, you know, come <laughs> March, 2020, and we've moved to Zoom for all our meetings and suddenly, you know, this online tool that we had really only just started kind of utilizing in the business suddenly became so much more valuable uh, as, a, as a way to engage the clients and keep them on track.
0: Yeah, and how do, and how do um, clients that haven't been using an online tool in the past – because some of the time I always – I have this belief that we sort of – you know, clients are what we trained them to be and so often we say our oh, clients don't want to change or, well, they don't want, but that's just because we train them a certain way to, this is how we prov- provide our business, you know, to the, to our clients. And then now, and as soon as we change something, it's, it's, it's scary because we now have to retrain our clients in a new way. Um, tell us about uh, how you go about that process also. or even put a process in place to then systematically get to every single client.
1: Yeah, look, it's not just the client. Sometimes we have to retrain the advisors as well. And, um, you know, the, <laughs> they can also. The mindset. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're so used to doing things a particular way. It can be challenging. And a particular, I think if you're technologically challenged, uh, and you're not particularly good at multitasking as well, um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a hard ask. So again, look, as much as we have, um, really Structured processes and procedures in the practice and the way that we go about doing things. We also have flexibility because not everything works for every person. I'm not going to expect an 80. 80- two-year-old client who doesn't get on the computer to suddenly Zoom with me and sit there and fill out an online survey or a form or what have you. No, that's not going to work. Um, so, we still maintain a level of flexibility within the business to accommodate different people's capabilities and, and ways of doing things.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Now um, we're talking a lot about goals and values based advice. Um, and you mentioned your, your earlier earlier in the series, we talked about um, your journey and obviously through uh, family business and, and uh, working with you, with your dad, and then eventually being the succession plan for your dad in the past, you know, years and years ago, the idea around, there was a lot of product-based, you know, advice. Let's say there was a lot of, you know, th- let's take risk insurance, for example, there's a lot of risk insurance advice how do you then restructure the business and, and then bring those clients through a process where you go okay we're now doing sort of more goals-based financial planning and, and we, we're more holistic and we do these other things um, what's the what's the idea of you know that that's quite daunting for a lot of businesses to take a say let's say a book of business that aren't used to it and then transitioning it
1: yeah look we've had that experience in our business we purchased a risk book a, a couple of years ago um, solely risk-based clients that's all they knew from their their advisor they had a great relationship with the advisor Um, and so that transfer of the good relationship from a risk perspective uh, worked very well Uh, and so now you know how are we going about sort of broadening their concept of what an advisor can provide to them uh, really starts with the annual review process for a risk only client um, and introducing over time um and acknowledging that there are other things that we do. So when we send out an email to that client to say, look, you know, um, your your insurance policies are due for renewal and let's catch up and have a conversation, and by the way, um, we also do X, Y, and Z. We When we took over that book of business, we opened the door to say that we do a lot more than just risk insurance. Um, so it, it can be some people can – appreciate that, uh, and say, yeah, I want more than just a risk advisor in my life. Uh, and many of them also are like, no, I don't need that right now. I've got my stuff sorted elsewhere and I'm comfortable with where I'm at. So it's horses for courses. And it's really just a constant, I guess, providing a constant reminder to people that you, you can do a lot more than just the one thing, um, I think having introduced the Astute Wheel tool into our business uh, has enabled those broader conversations uh, a lot earlier, I think, than than otherwise. And so, we're talking through helping people sort of, you know, set their goals and looking at their broader information. Um, Where that goes from there is really up to the client whether or not they want to pursue a, a broader relationship or not.
0: Um, you mentioned this in the the idea of visuals in one of the previous episodes. Is that a really important part of this?
1: To a degree, Um, I'm not as familiar with that side of the the tools in terms of, you know, the modelling as I probably should be or would like to be. Um, That's kind of the next phase for my own educational journey is to utilise the the tools available much more productively and effectively. Um, But certainly, yeah, I think that when you can show somebody, well, hey, you're doing this and it might look like this if you tweak this um, can absolutely help them to see the value of, of taking broader advice.
0: I love the way you call it an educational journey because I think we're all on that uh, at some point um, and, and I don't think we should ever get off it, by the way. Um, so this probably takes us back to really what we talked about in the first episode around um, some of that branding uh, idea and messaging that you want out there. Um What do you guys do with that that branding type stuff when it comes to, you know, mentioning to existing clients? Are are we, um, you know, regular contact? Is there newsletters? Is there any other uh, marketing or social media?
1: Absolutely. Um, So, we do a monthly newsletter that goes out to our client base. Um, We have a Facebook page and LinkedIn uh, page for the businesses that we are posting on regularly uh, and gaining some traction in those areas. And uh, yeah, we've got marketing initiatives across a broad range of categories for particular client-specific oriented um, things that we're trying to achieve. Um, And we also are now doing um, manager, investment manager webinar interviews on a quarterly basis uh, that we invite our clients to attend and we record those and then they're available to our clients to listen into. to.
0: And tell us about the engagement of those webinars. obviously, uh, we find it hard to get people on to webinars all the time. Because I think, in, from a professional context, we're always jumping on them, uh, and there's plenty available. But what about from a client point of view? They might not be, you know, giving getting access to so much. Uh, like we are. Um, Tell us about the engagement in those webinars.
1: Yeah, look, I think to date the engagement hasn't been that high. Um, But for us, you know, this is all part of uh, building our brand and building our brand within our client base and uh, helping clients just to see that we are doing things that help them understand where they're investing. And that if they want to tap into it, then they can. Uh and so I think over time we'll see more and more of our clients when they get used to these regular quarterly emails coming through saying, yep, we've got another webinar coming up, um come and join us. Um but also people get to watch them after the event. So we'll send out the link to allow them to see that after the event's happened. And I'm not sure that we I'm not sure if we're tracking uh that engagement uh, after the fact.
0: Yep. now uh, of course we've we've had you on these episodes talking uh, with your advisor hat on in predominantly. Uh, if you put your licensee hat on and, and um, when we talk about goals based financial planning and, and and looking at you know getting into clients' goals, hopes, dreams, aspirations, talk to us about how that is so important from a licensee point of view.
1: Yeah look, I think um, you know the licensee has so many obligations. <laughs> to ensure that the client best interests are put ahead of everybody else and so it is in our absolute interest as a licensee to ensure that whatever we put in place in the business and whoever we take on in the business truly at heart has the client's best interest um, first and foremost Uh, and to that end it really is about the goal the goals and objectives and the the values that a client has for their own lives that really come to the fore
0: uh, for us. Fantastic. Naomi, thank you so much for being part of this series. I really appreciate it. And if somebody wants to continue to get hold of you, uh, whether it be for licensing or or continuing this conversation, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Uh, they can call us on 1300-001312. They can go to our website, pws.net.au.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Fraser.
0: And we're in the uh, episode six now of the series and welcome back, Craig.
2: Thanks, Fraser. Good to see you again.
0: Uh, yes, and so we, we're talking about all things to do with the clients, uh, a lot of their their long term, their ongoing clients, and all the, or they could be uh, new existing clients that we need to transfer. But let's talk about long term clients to start with. How important is it to long term clients that you really are focusing on their goals?
2: Yeah, look, I think um, given the nature of a long term relationship, like any relationship, a, a client and advisor relationship is going to going to change based on you know circumstances that some that are beyond our control and and some that are completely controllable Uh, and so you need to be having those conversations about what in your life has has changed now and does that have uh, repercussions to uh, some of the goals that you've got for the future Um, and having that really um, regular update and the understanding that uh, one or the other review, depending on which end of the spectrum it changes from. Like, if it's legislative changes, our clients expect us to get to them and explain how that affects them, and whether that's you know whether that means goals are now no longer achievable or or whatever it might be. And then if something in their life changes, where we expect them really to come back to us and say, okay, well this is what's changed. How does that affect things? Or this has already affected my goal
0: yep and that's the rules of the relationship right you're the you're the you're the planner you're the advisor your job is to do this and i will do that and i can demonstrate that i'm doing that but you're the client your job is to do this, this and this and, and you also need to demonstrate you're doing that
2: yeah exactly exactly
0: Yep. now talk to us about new clients because sometimes we uh you know um you've been you've been in the industry you know as long as i have it's been uh it's, a, it's um there's that we come from a a place where in the past um, product-based advice might have been the, the, the norm. Um, and so then when really getting into a goals-based advice world, sometimes there is a um, teaching some new ways of doing things.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting um, when uh, the conversations that you have around goals with um clients that have been maybe previously advised 10 years ago or something, um, and then you you bring them in through the new really goals-based process, their eyes light up. Um, They they can't believe how different the experience is to what it was, Um, that they're actually having conversations that they feel are really going to help them, that somebody's helped articulate their goals probably maybe not better than they can, but just in ways they hadn't thought about and ask them the questions that maybe they haven't thought about to refine those goals and, and work out which are, you know, which are conflicting. And, and the you know, the, obviously the regular update of that uh, and teaching them the importance that, you know, like if if this thing changes, you need to contact me. Uh, we'll contact you if... if the next big change is it's really that training people. Once again, I think I said in one of the early ones, it's this is how we do things. And it's not this is how we do things because that makes my life easier. It's this is how we do things because it's going to make our relationship better and it much more uh, easy to achieve your goals.
0: Yep. It can be a daunting task though for some advisors to to then introduce a new process like this. Um, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you've had a positive response and people talking about this being the you know best meeting ever, et cetera, et cetera. How how did you get over that initial fear? I guess of introducing a new system to, or how can advisors sort of get themselves over an initial a fear of introducing a new system to an existing um, an existing relationship?
2: Yeah, um, we we actually started introducing that stuff with existing kind of longer term clients. Where you know, I've definitely got some clients or had some clients in my um, in my client list that were really very product-driven type of clients and that was the extent of the relationship we'd had in the past. Um, introducing them to the goals-based stuff, I really just did it in, in um, their annual review. So we've always done annual reviews with clients. They just probably weren't as in-depth as they have been for maybe the last five or six years. And what I started um, talking to them about was just, look, the goals that we've got on file for you and are different to the ones that you and I have spoken about. So I've written down all the stuff that we've discussed that isn't in relation to, you know, diversification or, what you know, whatever it might be from a portfolio perspective. Um, and that, that's really the way I started. I went back and looked through some of the file notes that I had made from meetings with clients and actually identified goals that were goals that we'd never sat in front of them and and really told them that, you know, this is a goal and extrapolated it out in any kind of um, noted format, I suppose. Uh, I knew what they were. They knew what they were, but they weren't really written anywhere and uh, they weren't reviewed very well. Yeah. so that, that was the starting point for me. So it was actually going back through a, a couple of the files at review time and actually putting down what I thought their goals were and going over them with the client and uh, and clarifying them, I suppose, as if they were a new client in that regard and just having that conversation to say, look, these are the goals. What's changed um, you know, these are some of these things might have dated back in the file notes to three or four years mm. ago. Is that still a priority, or yep. you know, is this new thing a much a much bigger priority now?
0: So this so this meeting, I'm just I'm just trying this on um, for somebody out there. There might be uh, in this situation where they're trying to do this. This meeting could be that you um, then go, you go back through your file notes, you write some notes, and say, I I think these are your goals from what we've been talking about, but we now have a we we do this discovery meeting where we can actually get uh get to the bottom of this do you want to book one in or do you try and do it at the review
2: uh, i yes i do it at the review but i explain to them that that's going to be part of the review this uh, this year so yep. uh, i explain that it's not going to be um, the same type of review we're going to delve much more into their goals and objectives which is a little bit daunting for some of them to begin with but um because you've generally already got a rapport with these guys, um, it it flows quite well. I um, actually found that was a really good way to practice uh, or not practice, refine my goals, skills on existing clients where you've already got that rapport as opposed to a brand new client.
0: Yep. Now, you mentioned it could be daunting. I guess um, it's one of those things that uh, on the other end of that, they could just say, well, how long have you been doing this? Why didn't you bring me this earlier as well?
2: Yeah, that's right. I suppose. Um, look, generally, generally there w- there was always an element for us of of their goals. It just wasn't as defined a process, I suppose. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's really the the answer to that. Is look, I've I've just I've taken some classes on doing this better you know yep. clients are happy to hear that you're um bettering your education and and upping your skills you know that, that's yep. not a detriment
0: to them <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly right we, we, we used to do it this way but we think there's a better way so we're going to explore that exactly yep well Craig uh, thank you for coming on the series really appreciate you putting uh, your hand up and, and offering uh, all, all that information over the series um if someone wanted to continue the conversation with you what's the best way that they can get hold of you
2: Oh, good question. (laughs) Uh, Probably uh, uh, checking me out on LinkedIn, I suppose would be the easiest way.
0: Yep. Fantastic. And shoot your message. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Fraser. Welcome back, Kate, to this episode, our final episode in our six-part series on all things values and goals-based advice. And in this episode, we're talking about the review process. Welcome.
3: Thank you. Thanks, Fraser.
0: Now, tell us about uh, tell us about some of the work that the great work you're doing with the advisors around this review process and 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 c- cementing this ongoing relationship with a client.
3: Yeah. So, as part of incorporating the values in terms of the review process or the annual review process, or even as part of the discovery process, it's it is very much around that pre-positioning and transition, you know, from what's typically been, um, will come from sort of product to strategic to goals-based advice. This is the next level uh, or the next step in that process, which is just adding the values onto the goal and anchoring it a little bit deeper. Um, So I guess for advisors that are feeling Concerned or not really sure where to start, um, it's just in terms of the branding and the marketing and the conversations. I'd be incorporating it into their existing process. It's not a separate one. It's just incorporating it into the discovery um, meeting pack and confirming the meeting there or at the annual progress meeting when they're sending out the details for the clients to check. Um, and this the simple conversation is that it's actually – Um, it's, you know, we've, we've been the guardian of your money. We've taken good care of you in terms of that. We obviously look out to take care of your family, um, and understand you and, and what's important to you as part of that process um to you know it's kind of formalizing it a little bit more so that we can actually measure it um is we're introducing the values-based conversation um now we've potentially been having this conversation because they they would have been like they they may not have known that they haven't necessarily gone through and identified the top five values but a lot of the key drivers and how we're making our decisions is based off the um the client's values and so um, this is just formalizing the process. It's not, it's not necessarily big and scary. It's actually um, really exciting and very meaningful for the client, um, and and it's really helpful. Like I'd almost be, um, I'd almost be linking it into this environment that we're in, which is that really, you know, the VUCA world, the volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And this is just another layer of being able to help clients know more about themselves than they ever have before Uh, and as a financial planner, for them to be able to help uh, anchor their goals and based advice to those lovely values that actually make it really, really um, congruent with each other. Yeah. Like, you know, in alignment.
0: Fantastic. Now you mentioned the word helpful, which I think is a, is a motivator for a lot of, um, a lot of advisors. I think a lot of advisors I speak to got into the business because they wanted to help people. Um, so it's certainly a great way to 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 think about that what you're doing with regards to, to values based advice. Um, now, I'm going to get into that part in a minute where we will go a bit deeper on the idea of you know um, retraining clients that were previously we've trained to do a one way into a, a new system. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, before we do that, you mentioned the word progress meeting. Um, and we sort of use this word review meeting and progress meeting interchangeably. But I think that's really important language um, because, you know, review sort of thinks, I think of the past, you know, you're looking at past events, which are out of our control, really, aren't they? We sort of looked at past and we can, we, you know, we can't really control that. But progress towards is a, is a towards motivation and it's something that we can control.
3: hundred percent. That's why I prefer to... Um, see advisors call it the annual progress meeting or whatever you know how it was their frequency just the progress Um, it's that check-in point it's back to that or your head are we behind conversation Um, and it just allows you to be able to look at what is completely within their control in terms of you know their spendings within their control you can't control the markets can't control the up and down but you absolutely can control your spending Um, and you know those the things around that So being able to have that broader conversation around it as a progress, how we're progressing and tracking to our goals that we set out from last year um, and how that, you know, is showing up in terms of our cash flow, our debt, our superannuation, our investment, um, you know, it's such a valuable conversation. As, As opposed to review for me, just kind of reminds me of, You know, just the review of a superannuation product or an investment, um, just has a different connotation to it. Um, yeah, so that I would definitely make that annual progress meeting as opposed to annual review, even though you are reviewing the superannuation and performance, like it's all part of it. But yeah, just that mindset shift for your clients.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, you know, I think uh, I, you know to re- review to me means exactly the same thing. It sort of talks about past, um, and I really like the idea of progress. So I think it really empowers clients to to be in control um, of their of their future and understand that they do have control. Um, it's certainly one of those uh, major drivers in people's uh, people's lives. Yeah. Now, talk to me about the uh, the retraining because this is uh, you know sometimes people have been in a process they've done it the similar way and then of course there's been a lot of um, they're introducing a new uh, system. Some people mm-hmm. uh, have that that limiting belief inside their own head where they their clients might be thinking a particular thing, which is uh, sounds weird, but we all sort of fear uh, that in a way, fear of um, being judged.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. I guess the first thing I would say is. Um, is for two advisors. You need to go through the process yourself, right? In order to be able to speak with conviction, go through the process. Like have somebody do it for you. I'm more than welcome to do it with me if they want to. Or, but just definitely do it. You have to go through that um, and your team like it's just so valuable because you can then speak with conviction about the experience you then know it it's like when I say to all financial planners that all your staff members should all go through your advice because then they can speak with conviction about the entire process they know it beginning to end and they can tell the clients about that experience right um so that would be the first thing the second thing is You don't need any more skills than you have. You are a financial planner because you're wanting to help people and you are obviously um, good listeners. Yeah. And you are great at working out what goals are. This is, this is not a difficult process at all. You like I've said on a few of the other podcasts, you just need to care, and you just need to create a safe space to be able to hold the client in that, so that if they're vulnerable, they can be in a space that's non-judged, and they can be vulnerable about what their personal you know values are. Um, The other thing I would say is you don't need to overcomplicate it. Um, There's as I said, there's fabulous um, systems and things like that there, but you can just have a simple little one pager front and back like a grid with the values on it and then the value scorecard on the back that you could just slip in as part of your uh, discovery process or your annual progress meeting right so these are the things that most people will be like oh you know i'm feeling anxious because it's a whole big new thing it's not it's just a little addition to something that's going to make a really big difference to your business
0: Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Kate. Now, if, if uh, people want to talk to you or get uh, get hold of you around uh, how you can help them with, their, with uh, finding their values, what's the best way to find you?
3: Yeah, I have a website, inspirationcafe.com.au or Kate, at, Kate with a C uh, at inspirationcafe.com.au.
0: Inspiration Cafe, fantastic. Uh, thank you, Kate, for coming and sharing your wisdom with us. Really appreciate it.
3: Thank you, Fraser. It's been an absolute
0: pleasure. Tim Henry, welcome back to this episode, uh, our final episode in this six-part series all around goals-based advice, values-based advice, as you call it, life planning. Yep. Uh, we're into the part where we start talking about the, you know, the review process, the progress meeting, uh, and really looking at the idea around uh, also uh, on top of this the idea of you know getting new clients, teaching teaching clients new tricks or whatever you want to call it. Uh,
4: that may not be used to a process. Uh, tell us about your review process. Yeah, well, I'm going to start with something. Hopefully, it's not controversial. But um, I've we've banned the word review because yep. um nice. it is backward looking, just by the nature or the definition of the word. And again, going back right to the start in in the first session we had chatting about this or it's about how do we want people to feel about what's coming and building momentum in their future world so we we, we stopped calling it the review meeting because who really wants to go back and look at what happened i want to know what's coming um and so we changed the name of that to game changer meeting um so we we want to change up the game or maybe we don't need to change too much but game has become a bit of a buzzword so it's become a bit so so that the word game changer but we've moved away from the word review so what does it mean for us well I think for us it's it's about um, we've built a modulized approach here um, which we have um, attached the financial components to that meeting um, and we've we've got that uh, we call that the game changer packages Um But again, with that process we start with, um, that that review if you like on or here's the goals that we had on you, are these still up to date, has anything changed and when they walk into the room, the beauty of the systems we're using now and technology, we probably used to spend the first 15 minutes of every meeting in the past or half an hour updating data, we've already got a prepared report for the future when they walk in. Um, And then we might modify that um, after the meeting based on some other conversations that happen in there. So what we're wanting is for them to walk out with that huge progress report on, you know, where I'm headed and where I am in the journey. Yeah, fantastic.
0: So you're sending out a uh, you know a, a, a survey, fact find goals report to start with before the meeting, getting them to update and then come into the meeting. And and with that re, with that review meeting, are you booking that in the same way as you did with the um, the new business meeting, where you um, the the discovery meeting where they get a few options?
4: Yeah, so that we book it in exactly the same way. Or they might actually do it with one of our staff members, just searching for a date, or they might just book in through Calendly. But they get the same links as what a new client gets because it's it's all the same stuff. The only difference being with a new client, we're sending out a blank fact find. We've got an existing client. We're sending out the existing data we have on them. The great thing as well is that anyone that's using our My Prosperity portal, we've got live data anyway, which so we've already updated that. And in, in the main, they're fine-tuning their data rather than having to import put a lot of stuff and what we've learned through this process and building such a it's a pretty cool report i have to say we moved away from soa generating software and we decided we were going to invest in software that was going to give an awesome experience for this annual meeting and as clients have experienced that we the quality of the data they send us back now has lifted because it's like we want the data to be really up to date because we're going to get this cool report at the end of it, and we're going to feel like we're nailing it. So where it used to just be some boring pages that they get, they're probably not that invested in sending it
0: the info. Yeah, fantastic. Very much around the client experience. I love it. Tell us about uh, tell us about conversations that you might have had, or if somebody's going through the scenario where they. Uh, trying to introduce a process like this, uh, like yours, to um, to clients that are used to one, uh, another thing. They're used to maybe just a product-based advice or getting something, um, you know, uh, a different type of review meeting, looking yep. back. Uh, and now we're, we're introducing something that's very different.
4: Um, I, I think with any changes that you bring into your business like this, um, I've found the best or the biggest hurdle is your existing clients. So, it's like, how do we change them? So, I've I, I found the easiest way is to just introduce it and start using it with new clients. They don't know any different. And then, as a secondary step, it's like, well, how are we going to now push? Push, is that a bad word? Probably. Encourage. <laughs> <laughs> introduce. Yeah. Encourage but encouraged in a way that um, leaves no other options. Uh, The brutal reality of efficiency is the days of saying we'd really like you to do this are gone. I hate to say it, but it's like this is the way we do this meeting now. So if you you don't do it this way, um, you can't get the best value out of us and we're probably headed to a point in time where we'll say goodbye. I think we have to be like that. And so I would not get too bogged down in how are you going to get people to do it. You first got to get the, the system and what, and the vision for what you want it to look like and how you want people to feel. And then yeah, I often say this, that um, clients commitment to whatever you're trying to implement is always going to be marginally less than your commitment. And I hear a lot of people say, Oh yeah, I've tried this system, but our clients didn't really go on it. And it's like, well, you I can tell you're not even really that committed, so why would they be? Um, so you've got to really go in with full commitment and your clients will follow, I reckon. Yeah, uh, certainly right. It's sort of your attitude rubs off on them. And you say, well, this is the way we're doing it and this is why, because it's going to deliver this. We're doing it to improve our service to you. Don't just introduce the service and say, this is a new process. Explain why. We really want to improve this because we think we can give you better outcomes and better visuals or you know, we're embedding this new software because it's going to be much better for our communication with you. Who who wouldn't have a crack then? They're going to go, okay, well, he, he seems like he's working really hard for me. I, I should step up to the plate and help him. And this, is, this feels to
0: me like it's a cultural thing too. It's not just the advisor. It's the whole practice that has to come along.
4: Yeah, well, I think they have to but um, – I think that they would as well because most of what we're introducing here is, should be making their job easier too, engaging with the clients is easier, getting information is easier. You know, if they're inputting data into a system that sucks into the system um, virtually, we're not printing, we're not scanning. There's all these knock-on effects that we're not doing in a business anymore so, yeah, there's a little bit of initial resistance sometimes, but it's if it's for the greater good, it's, it's good for everyone. The classic case is you know, we, we use the My Prosperity portal and getting some older clients on that has been a challenge. But um, you know, and once we got them signing things digitally on there and they don't have to print and scan it and all that sort of thing, they're like, sign me out because they've all got iPads. They love it. So yeah. it's just breaking through those initial barriers sometimes. Yeah, fantastic. Tim,
0: thanks for coming on and uh, and sharing uh, your processes throughout the uh, the journey of this part, uh, this last six-part series. Uh, fantastic have you. If somebody wants to continue the conversation, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
4: Uh, well, they can just email me tim at au, or go onto our website, aspireplanning.com.au and just send a link through the contact page there and we'll have a chat.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Really appreciate it.
4: See you, mate. Welcome back, Michael,
0: to this episode where we're talking all things uh, goals-based, values-based, financial planning, financial advice. Uh, Welcome. Thank you for joining us.
5: Thanks, Razor. Looking forward to it. Uh,
0: Now, this uh, this episode, we're talking really around the idea of the annual review process, uh, although I love to call it the progress meeting.
5: Yeah, and I think that's exactly what it should be. Financial plans aren't set and forget. In fact, you know, if you did some modeling in 87 and, uh, and then met with a client in 88, you'd have completely different results because of what happened in the market. So um, a plan is a plan and you put it in place, but it needs changes all the way along.
0: Yep. And, uh, and so how important is it for an ongoing relationship? How important is goals-based advice, I think, for the ongoing relationship-based uh, advice?
5: Uh, yeah, I think it's exceptionally important. So if you can help your client get their head around their values and their goals, and you can help them achieve those um, goals without violating their values, you can add real value to the client and the relationship, and they will be clients for life.
0: Yep. And uh, and talk to me about the concept of of in you know, progress um, versus review. I think um, sort of feels a bit more like you're you're focusing on their goals and just you know reviewing their products.
5: Yeah. The I think a review of products has become
0: less valuable to
5: clients. You know, for an advisor to build a document for me to show me what my super balance is and what my bank balances are and all that kind of stuff has got literally no value to me because I've got that all on my phone directly with the bank, directly with the insurer, directly with the super company. So you've got to be able to spend time on things that are important to the client and Having their goals and when they want to achieve them and how they're going and if they're getting behind on their goals, how to get back on track to achieve their goals is what they'll find important and adding some documentation behind that because you have to from a compliance point of view of here's your super balance opening and closing, here's the money that went in, here's the money that went out and this is the parts that grew is important but you can produce a report <clears throat> and send it to the client. And we, we're finding quite a few advisors are actually sending those out to clients automatically. So rather than that being part of a review meeting, it's sent out at the six month mark or three months before the meeting to go, here's, here's how your uh, investments and your super's going. And, you know, an advisor can't control the markets. So they can't control what the super does and they can't control the investments. So, that's good information for a client and it's part of where they're heading, but it's not the strategy. What's important to the client and the advisor, are what are the strategies and how do we make sure you achieve those goals?
0: Yeah, I feel like a big part of uh, goals-based advice and, and and how advisors work with clients is around that, that that accountability, helping clients create new habits. And you just mentioned there who can control what in the scenario, and and helping the clients stay focused on what they can control, which is generally their behaviours, what they earn, what they spend. Yeah,
5: and you know I think it's going to see it's going to be interesting to see how this goes if it's going to be ongoing service agreements, annual agreements, a just a service agreement, so you're not saying a word like annual or anything like that in it, but. You know, it's got to be pretty clear in those agreements with a client is that there's some things we have to do for you, and there's some things you have to do. And the kinds of things that you have to do is you need to come in for a review at least once a year or twice a year, whatever the case may be on that package. You need to fill in some documentation for us: five minute health checks and changes questionnaires or electronic reverse fact finds, and whatever else it is. And if you've got some goals that's great and to achieve these goals here's a list of things you have to do and here's a thing a list of things we have to do and let's get together each year to make sure that you've done your bits because you're an adult and you're a client and you've you know we are here to help you but we're not here to babysit you and here's some things that we have to do and hopefully we can tick off all the things we said we would do um so that you're not giving clients money back
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting uh, the the double accountability scale mm. We're here to do this thing, but you're here to do that thing. And so we're all here to keep each other accountable to make it actually work.
5: Exactly. And, you know, things change every year and and you expect them to. And legislation changes that could impact the client's goals. Market conditions change that could impact their goals. The client's own circumstances can impact the client's goals. And the clients, so the first two are out of their control, legislation and market conditions. And in their own circumstances, some things are in their control and some things are out of their control, like getting made redundant or whatever. So every year, that's at a minimum that you need to look at. And any of those things can affect all six areas of advice and it could have a big impact on, on their advice and whether an ROA or an SOA needs to be produced. That's the outcome. But the key thing is to have the meeting, go through all of those things, work out the impacts, change goals and modify them if you need to you know see if their values have changed or not because people's values change over time and, and so they should and um, have a great meeting where the client walks out going wow that was awesome.
0: Yep love it. Now uh, speaking of awesome meetings let's let's talk about uh, introducing a new goals-based advice world if it's new to a, a practice to existing clients that may not necessarily be used to that and, and may have a certain expectation in, in place as to what their advisor does for them.
5: Yeah. The thing that's always interesting with software is we've said to advisors, just be open with a client. Bob, we've got some new software. We're trying to get our head around it. You've been a great client of ours for a number of years now. We'd like you to just follow the steps and give us feedback so we can see whether we like this tool and and how that's going to affect other people. So you get the client on side with you. And so filling in a five-minute financial health check is foreign to them, but it's pretty simple. Uh, doing an electronic reverse fact find pretty straightforward. And if they haven't done their goals before, then to send out the link to the goals tool and say, you know, one of the things we found, Bob, is that it's really powerful when we've helped our other clients come up with what their goals are. You know, we've used this system now for a year or a couple of years. We've been um, helping clients set goals. They've been achieving them. We've been modifying them at our meetings. Uh, Clients love it. And it's time that we did this with you. And uh, he has some pointers on, on what you need to do, but when you come in for the meeting or when you catch up on Zoom, we'll go through it with you and we'll make those goals more robust and um, work out the pecking order of them and, and make sure that uh, you understand them and so do we and we can make sure we can kick those goals with you.
0: Hey, that, That's a really good tip. I love what you said then about the idea of just being honest and upfront and, and vulnerable to a degree as well and mm-hmm. just saying, you know, that setting the expectations as is, you know, like, this is not perfect. It reminded me of a, um, a conversation I had with somebody years and years ago that, that said that one of their best um, things that they learned to in, in, when it came into um, conversations with people was uh, their words, can you do me a favour? Mm. <laughs> can you? Do, you know, I'm doing this thing. It's new. Uh, look, uh, look. To be honest with you, it's we've had some good feedback, but I, I'm still, you know, I'm, I still want to know what you can. You do me a, you know, the, the expectation is this: can you do me a favor and 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 help me, etc. etc. That that um, that sounds like a great way to start start a conversation about it.
5: Yeah, and one of, one of our advisors a few years ago when he started using our software, he used it as a guinea pig on his top 20 clients. Now most people are going to start with their 100th client and so if they screw it up doesn't matter too much, but he started with his top 20 clients and his discussion with them was I've got some new software. We've known each other for the last 10 years. We've come to assume things about you. You've come to assume things about us. Let's just stop assuming and start from scratch and let's have a look at what your financial world looks like, how happy you are with a 5-minute health check. And then let's get together and and have a discussion. And they became very powerful conversations that he had with his clients. Um, And, you know, with some of them, he actually found out that I think one particular client had $2 million that he didn't know about, uh, the advisor didn't know about. And when he asked the client, because they'd filled in an about you questionnaire and said, I didn't know you had this money. And the client said, well, you charge me 1% of assets under management, so I've been looking after this tumor myself. That was let's stop assuming about each other. I assumed I knew all the money you had, um, but he didn't, and and just starting from scratch and starting with goals and um, values and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting way of, of putting it too. I, I, I quite like that. Let's stop assuming because um, and, and you're right. You know, like we've been knowing each other for a long time, and and there's probably all sorts of things that haven't been said in during the conversation. That it, uh, let's 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 bring let's make a time, a safe spot, a safe place to bring all those conversations out. Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Uh, well, thank you, Michael, for uh, joining us in these, uh, this series. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, you, uh, how, how do people get hold of you and check out more of what you're, you're up to?
5: Um, so the best way is just to go to our website, so astutewheel.com.au. Uh, there's a lot of information on the website. Um, there is also a book demo. So once a week we run a live demonstration for 90 minutes um, we typically say if you're a, uh, a practice that's got one or more principles, all watch it together. So attend one of the webinars together, um, have a good look at what the system does, and see whether you think it fits your business. Make a decision as a joint decision because one advisor watching it now trying to explain it to the other two advisors is going to struggle. So watch it together. Have you know get, bring your lunch in, sit in the boardroom or on Zoom, have a look at it. If you like what It looks like contact us and we take the next steps from there. All our phone numbers are there as well. So just give us a call. Happy to have a discussion, do a five-minute. This is what Astute Wheel is about. But if you're serious, have a look at the live demo and it'll give you all the information you need.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Michael.
5: Really appreciate it. Thanks, Razor. Thanks very much. Bye.